Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. All right, y'all. It is Tuesday, March 7th. I recently landed in Las Vegas, so I am recording this live from the Luxor Hotel. Not going to lie, I had a pretty brutal experience getting out here. Not going to go on and on about that because I know nobody cares. If you will indulge me momentarily, though, before I move on and talk about a big win for CSU women's hoops over Boise State last night, they survived, advanced to play Wyoming, Border War Part 3 for a spot in the Mountain West title game. We'll talk about that, then we'll preview the men's tournament, talk about, you know, reasons why you should believe in CSU, reasons why you should be skeptical, just some general thoughts on the field as a whole, all that fun stuff. But, man, I don't fly all that often, really only a couple of times a year pretty much only for CSU events. So I'm not like a super advanced traveler. I'm not savvy. I don't know all the tricks. I don't have TSA pre-check or any of that stuff because I just don't use it enough to justify it. But DIA had me contemplating signing up for a new credit card just to get TSA pre-check because when I showed up, the security line was so far wrapped around the bag check. It literally went out the doors outside. I've never seen anything like it. I started walking and just kept walking and walking and walking. And it was a never ending line to DIA's credit. Went faster than I expected, got through it and like close to an hour probably. But man, what a nightmare that whole process was. And that's not even getting into the drive and the chaos that is I-70 and I-25 on a, on a weekday, you know, at 730 in the morning. But we survived, we persevered, we made it through that, made it through a terrible flight. I I don't know how actual tall people travel. I'm 6'1", and my knees were so jammed up against the chair in front of me. My legs were cramping so bad about an hour in. Dude in the aisle seat next to me is about 5'4", no judges as far as height or anything like that, but I certainly would have loved to trade seats with him. Definitely threw a little attitude his way when he tried to push my arm off the armrest. If you're in the middle seat, you get both armrests. That's an unwritten rule. I'll fight that with anyone. But especially when I'm jammed in the middle and my arms are six inches longer than yours. Anyways, that's it. No more complaining. Got it off my chest. Thank you guys for letting me ramble. I know nobody cares about the journalist travel problems. I always roll my eyes when I see stuff like that on Twitter too. But sometimes a guy's just got to get it off his chest. I don't know. You just, you got to whine a little bit. 
staying out here by myself. I don't have anybody to ramble to. So you guys are like my bartender at the moment, even though it's the middle of the afternoon and I'm stone cold sober. But let's move on. Let's talk about that big win for CSU Women's Hoops real quick. It's a great time to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Download it today. Use that promo code DNVR when you sign up. Whether it's the NBA, and right now you can get a no-sweat SGP up to $10. That stands for same-game parlay. The more legs you add, the more you can win. And what's awesome is if your bet doesn't hit, you're going to get a second chance at redemption. You'll get another bonus bet back up to $10. Get another opportunity to win some money. What DraftKings does, they always have your back. I mean, imagine trying to take a losing ticket back up to the you know, window and be like, can I bet this again on something else? They'd laugh you out of there. DraftKings, they got love for you. They're actually going to give you an opportunity to win. Obviously, right now, it's a great time to bet on college basketball. We've got the conference tournaments going. March Madness is right around the corner. If you're a baseball fan, it's a good time to get those futures in during spring training. Whatever your poison, DraftKings is going to have something for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DNVR. New customers bet $5. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, like I said, we are going to preview the men's slate, talk about the reasons why you should believe, why you shouldn't believe in CSU making a run on that men's side. But I did want to start with the women's team because they picked up a big win over Boise. Hooked down the Broncos 59-52 to Monday night. Sets up the Border War Part 3 for a shot at the Mountain West Championship game. Gotta love that. But I thought this game was encouraging for a couple of different reasons. First of all, they were able to grind it out, ride out the waves, and steal a win in the fourth quarter, which is what great teams, what good and experienced teams do in these scenarios. Offensively, it was kind of a struggle for CSU for the majority of this game, especially when it came to outside shooting. But trailing seven going into the fourth quarter, CSU was able to outscore Boise 17 to nine in the fourth. But this game was won with great defense down the stretch. They held Boise to three of 15 from the floor in the fourth quarter, just 20%. They forced six turnovers. Four of them were steals. And they just basically smothered Boise and refused to go down. Definitely loved what we saw from McKenna Hofschild as well down the stretch. She was magnificent, absolutely took over this game. 19 points, 10 assists for her. Really was aggressive in the paint and was able to draw some very big fouls and some great drives. I just loved her attack mindset when the game was on the line. You know, much like Isaiah, she's such a tremendous facilitator and she's such an unselfish point guard. And you love that. This is not a complaint. She makes everybody on the floor better, as does Isaiah. I mean, it's pure point guard play. It's exactly what you would want. It's old school basketball. However, as skilled as she is as a facilitator, and as much as you love that unselfishness, when you factor in that she's also probably CSU's best scorer, she's most certainly the best at creating her own look. When the game is on the line, it's her that I want taking that shot or putting the ball on the floor and going to the hoop and trying to draw contact, there might even be an open pass and an opportunity to create a play for somebody else. So long as she's not forcing it into a bad situation, though, or driving into traffic with nowhere to go, when the game is truly on the line, like it was last night, and there's so much at stake, I can live and I can die by the results of my best player trying to make something happen. Like, I don't know about you guys, but just as a Nuggets fan, if the game were tied or you were down one, 
I'd rather lose having Nikola Jokic miss the shot than anybody else. As unselfish as he is, and it's one of his best assets, if not even his greatest asset, there are just certain moments you need your best players to take over. We saw that with the men's win in the Thomas and Mack Center earlier this year with Isaiah Stevens and just the absurdity of what he did down the stretch. What Hofschild did against Boise in the opening round of the tournament, not quite on that level. But I just... I loved the way that she took over when the game was on the line. And I think the Rams are going to need more of that if they are going to somehow win this tournament. As far as some of the other takeaways go, the Rams are going to have to shoot the three ball more consistently, I think, as well. Kendall Kinzer went three of six from three-point range. She had nine total points, and CSU needed all of those. The rest of the team, though, just to combine two of 15 from deep. So certainly room to improve there. Additionally, if CSU doesn't rebound a hell of a lot better than they did, they're going to really struggle against Wyoming. I mean, they allowed 15 offensive rebounds, 16 second-chance points. Fertig will eat you alive if you do that. But, you know, the silver lining, of course, is that the Rams were minus 19 on the glass in total rebounds. They probably shot as poorly as they could, and they still managed to get out of there with their third win of the year over Boise State, a team that historically plays really well in this tournament. And the fact of the matter is, it's really hard to beat the same team three times. Ultimately, I feel pretty good about the Rams' chances going into this matchup with Wyoming. Both games were really tight. It's definitely a tough game. But if you can bring that same defensive intensity that you played with in the fourth quarter, if you can rebound better, I mean, they're not going to beat Wyoming on the glass. I'd be shocked if they did. But just be better there and be more consistent offensively. You're going to have a really good opportunity, especially if your best players perform. So I'm looking forward to being there. I'll be at the Thomas and Mack Center in person, bringing you guys coverage from that one. Would have loved to have been out here for the Boise State game, but it's just too expensive to you know try and stay an entire week in Vegas. Honestly, I miss how it used to be when the women's and men's tournament overlapped more because it provided more of an opportunity for the women's tournament to have an audience. I don't really understand the appeal of having them separate, but that's not my call. So let's move on. Let's talk about the men's side of things. Let's talk about the reasons why you should believe that this men's team can make a run, reasons why they maybe won't as well. Real quick, though, I do want to shout out the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. There's no better way to watch a game than having some ice-cold Breck Brew on deck. Breck has been doing it for 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. We stand a globally conscious company. But what's really perfect about Breck Brew is they have a beer for any occasion. I usually keep it fairly simple. I love the classic Avalanche Amber Ale. I love the Mountain Beach, which is their sour. You can't go wrong with Fun Slinger or the Good Company Hard Seltzer. I mean, summer seltzy season, it's coming up, baby. Whatever you're into, Breck Brew is going to have something for you. And what's really cool is you can check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you. Additionally, when you get hurt, Bacchus and Shanker is here to help. Bacchus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. They're free until they win money in your case. There's no upfront fee to speak with you about your case, no fee while they work on your case, and no fee unless they win your case and win money for you. Bacchus and Shanker has won over $1 billion for their clients. Now with even more locations serving all of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Bacchus and Shanker has the strength and power to win your case with more than 30 lawyers and 100 staff. 
Backus and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases when you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle ride share, pedestrians, trucks, they can even help if you're injured at work. Call Backus and Shanker at 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Backus and Shanker wins. All right, now that we have paid the bills, let's talk about the men's side of things. CSU will play Fresno State on Wednesday. The other games that day include UNLV versus Air Force, New Mexico versus Wyoming, and then on Thursday, we will have San Jose State and Nevada in the 4-5 matchup. If the Rams do happen to beat Fresno State on Wednesday, they will advance to play number one San Diego State. I do need to add that at one point, I said the Rams needed to avoid the 11 seed so that they wouldn't have to play the one. I was looking at the wrong bracket. I don't know what the fuck I was looking at online. But yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. That is my bad. I am sorry. I always double check that type of stuff and I just, I dropped the ball. Anyways, kind of getting into the field as a whole here, top to bottom, the league is incredibly deep when the team that's in last place has as much talent as Wyoming does. Guys like Maldonado, Odin, Reynolds before he got hurt, and EK, obviously. I guess there's really no point in bringing him up since he never once suited up this season. But you get what I mean. When a team has as much talent and is as well-coached as they are, and I do believe Jeff Linder is a good coach, an incredibly challenging coach to play for, and I I do kind of expect some stuff to come out at some point. We'll see what happens there. But my long-winded point here is just when you look at the talent on some of these teams playing on Wednesday, whether it's Isaiah Stevens, Tanjay, Cartier, everybody on CSU, looking at UNLV, New Mexico, Jalen House, and Mashburn, and uh, Udeze, the only player in the conference to average a double-double. Those are some seriously impactful players. Those are all conference guys. Nevada in the four spot has a ton of firepower as well. They lost a couple of games late that they regret, but they you know, were pushing for the two seed for much of the year. San Jose State and Omari Moore, the conference player of the year at the five spot. That's some serious talent that I've gotten into, and we haven't even talked about any of the top three teams. There truly are no gimme wins in the Mountain West this year, and I think that's the big difference between this year and last year. Last year, the conference was really solid as well. Obviously got four bids. That might actually end up be more than the Mountain West gets this year. In spite of that, though, I, I actually think the league is deeper this year, top to bottom. Eight through 11 were not as challenging and did not have as much talent last year as they do this year. So it's going to be interesting. I certainly expect a couple of upsets. It would not shock me at all to see somebody out of those lower seeds end up making a push to the semifinals, maybe even the title game. But to do that, they're obviously going to have to beat some dang good teams because one through three are incredibly stacked as well when you look at Utah State and what they can do as far as the three-point shooting and Ashworth and six-man of the year, Dan Akin. They're incredibly deep, as is Boise State and Marcus Shaver and Max Rice has just absolutely gone off down the stretch. What insane improvement we've seen from him. Dagan Hart was a candidate for player of the year. The Broncos are deep. They can score with the best of them, and they played significantly better defense than Utah State, so they could certainly make a run. And I mean... The experience, the size, the depth that San Diego State has is just unfair. They could pretty much bully their way into the title game like they do most years defensively. They're just so tough. I will say I do question if they have the shot making to truly make a deep run in March. I'm certainly going to give them the respect that they deserve going into this Mountain West tournament. They won the league for a reason. They're the favorites for a reason. And if CSU does happen to survive Fresno State, they're going to be a really challenging second round opponent. Segwaying off of that, focusing more on CSU specifically, 
definitely going to be tough to beat the same team three times. Talked about that with the women in Boise. They killed the Broncos in both regular season games. They were down going into the fourth quarter. That's kind of how it goes when you are that familiar with an opponent, when you've gotten an opportunity to play against them multiple times, get a feel for how they, what they do, how they react to certain things. And that'll definitely be a challenge for CSU in this one going up against Fresno State. The first time they kind of cruised to victory. The second time they obviously had that dramatic second half comeback. And now we'll have to see what we're in store for with round three. As far as Fresno State's playing style goes, it's fairly simple. I described them last time as diet San Diego State or generic San Diego State. And that's to say that they have the size and the physicality to really bully you. They're going to play really intense on-ball defense. They're going to try and clog up passing lanes and create turnovers, scoring opportunities in transition because, you know, in the half-court sets offensively, they are... Not the best. We'll just say that. Offensively, this team can be really, really hard to watch. That's what was so funny about the beginning of the second half in that Fresno State game a couple weeks back when all of a sudden they hit like 9 to 10 from the floor, got up double digits. It came out of nowhere. Most nights, though, this team really does struggle to put the ball in the hoop. So for CSU, if you can value your possessions offensively, If you can hit your open looks, because again, they are going to hound you defensively, maybe attack and get a couple guys in foul trouble. I do think the Rams are the better team, but I just keep coming back to that same point. And that's, it's really hard to beat the same team three times, especially one that's as good defensively as Fresno State. As far as why you should feel that this Rams team is capable of making a run, I would say their greatest strength is that they can score at all three levels. Cartier is obviously one of the most effective post scorers in the conference, and James Morris has had his moments of late as well. On top of that, you have the best pure point guard in the conference in Isaiah Stevens, a 6'5 athletic guard in John Tanjay. Both of those guys are capable of creating their own shot, which is huge in a situation like this. Both of those guys can put it on the floor. They can get to the hoop. They can create in the mid-range. They can hit shots from deep, as can Jalen Lake. It's what CSU got out of him as far as stretching the floor went and that win over New Mexico on senior night. Hit some really big threes in that second half. Would love to see more of that. But when this team is firing offensively and, and things are working well, their good is really good. We've seen it. I mean, New Mexico, that was about as good as it gets. You have to Factor in that they weren't playing great team defense that night. It really was uncharacteristically poor from the Lobos. But when you're able to get Stevens and Tanjay rolling, you've got guys knocking down open shots on the outside. You're creating post opportunities for the big men, getting some looks maybe in the mid-range for guys like Riv. He can hit a 3-2 or get to the hoop. When things are going well, there's a lot of guys on this team that can be impactful They obviously pass the ball a lot. There's great ball movement, unselfishness. That's all great. But the problem is they've just been really streaky. There are days where it feels like this group can't miss, and there are days where it feels like they can't make a basket for 10 minutes, and you just wonder which group is going to show up on any given matchup, especially when you have to play teams like Fresno State and if you win San Diego State the next day. As streaky as CSUS offensively, I'd say they're even more streaky. Defensively, they're just not inefficient. When you look at the metrics and conference play, they're one of the worst in the conference. It's the defensive efficiency. They just, they struggle, especially when it comes to keeping guys out of the paint. So I'm, I'm very interested to see what CSU is able to do, what type of effort they give defensively, you know, what the offensive output looks like. They've definitely been hit or miss on the glass as well. You know, honestly, I just... I don't know what to expect with this team from game to game. You really you really don't. I mean, 
they've played hard. They've played more consistently, I would say, in the, the conference slate especially. But it's been a roller coaster. It's been inconsistent from start to finish. Would not be shocked at all to see this team get hot and see somebody like Isaiah lead this group you know, on a run. I also wouldn't be that shocked if they got bounced early. It's been one of those years, but whatever happens, I'll be there keeping you guys up to date. Really looking forward to doing these podcasts and writing features and, you know, having social content for you guys to see what's going on behind the scenes. This is definitely my favorite time of the year. We'll be doing lots of NCAA tournament stuff next week as well. I got a credential for those games in Denver, so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is March, baby. This is what it's all about. It does not get any better than college basketball. All right, I got to run so I can head on over to the arena. We'll have more content later. Really looking forward to that. Shout out to all of you. Much love, y'all. Peace. Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly Like not for me